The Hoosiers have made the coaching change that everybody wanted them to make. So now where do they go? You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Tuesday, October 11th. This, as always, is Locked On Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. want to thank you guys for making us your first listen, your first watch, uh, maybe both every single day. We talked on Monday's episode on our YouTube Live on Sunday. Indiana made the move, uh, parting ways with Darren Hiller, offensive line coach. The move everybody's wanted them to make, so now what? That's the, the question for Indiana moving forward. Tom Allen spoke on Monday at his press conference, uh, as did the new um, offensive line coach, and provided some interesting insight into just the situation as a whole. Uh, Both Allen and Rod Carey, your new offensive line coach. Um, Darren Hiller is going to be owed a little more than $330,000, which is... The remainder of his contract, which was going to expire in June anyway, so uh, six, eight, ten months, somewhere around there left on that contract. No Tom Allen pay cut this time. Uh, I'll save that topic for a, a later date, but uh, I don't think Tom Allen had to take a pay cut when he um, when Nick Sheridan left. I, I think that was mourned an admission of fault of some sort, that's beyond the point. But there was no Tom Allen pay cut this time around. Rod Carey's going to have the same title as Darren Hiller did, offensive line coach and run game coordinator. As a brief aside, Tom Allen also gave a couple injury updates. Cam Jones is going to be out for, quote, several weeks. A.J. Bonner and Jalen Williams are week-to-week. D.J. Matthews and Javon Swinton are both game-time decisions. There was also an update on Mike Hart, which we didn't get a chance to talk about that in Monday's episode. Man, what an awful situation. Uh, just the you, you hate to see it for Mike Hart in that game because he means so much to both programs. Uh, Michigan Football tweeted out a uh, statement from Mike Hart um, on Monday. I'd like to thank everyone for their support, messages, and prayers. I'm truly grateful for the trainers and paramedics, the doctors and nurses at IU Hospital, Michigan's team doctors, coaching staff, players, and Coach Harbaugh. I would also like to thank IU's football staff and team doctors. I'll never forget everyone's kindness and generosity. My wife and I are thankful to be surrounded by such incredible people. Health-wise, I am back in Ann Arbor, and things are trending in a positive direction. I look forward to rejoining the team soon. Uh, Tom Allen said, called him a special guy, uh, someone who means a lot to our program. He was. He was very important to IU's program for a number of years before going to Michigan. Man, it just, I don't want to say of all people, you'd never want to see somebody get injured or or whatever the situation was there. But man, of all people in all games, uh, both sides were were pretty shaken up by that. Obviously, Michigan maybe a little more so, a little more so. But there's a lot of guys on IU's team that were with Mike Hart as well. But back to Tom Allen, his uh, decision to part ways with Darren Hiller. Allen told the offensive line 
on Sunday afternoon. He told them in person, individually. Uh, he said, quote, there were a lot of emotions. They love Coach Hiller. I love Coach Hiller. Uh, but he said, there's a standard we play with and we want to play with, and I didn't think we were playing with that standard on the offensive line. We wanted to see improvement, and I didn't feel like we were improving. Rod Carey was brought in this offseason – as we talked about on Monday, he has an extensive history as an offensive line coach. Tom Allen said he wasn't brought in as an offensive, any kind of like offensive line coach in waiting. He had actually been working with the defense uh, a little bit more, focusing on how to attack opposing offensive lines. Uh, quote, that wasn't the plan when he came here for this to happen. He's been offensive coordinator and obviously, as I mentioned, head coach. The chance to have someone right here with us on a consistent basis in our staff meetings around our players to be able to utilize that was a very positive thing without question. Interestingly, Indy star Zach Osterman pointed out IU has three offensive assistants with head coaching experience now, uh, Carrie being the latest among them. So someone that has experience leading a team, has experience as an offensive coordinator, and when it comes to Carrie, experience as an offensive line coach. So... There's no learning the job necessarily, and he's someone that's been around the program. There's no learning the players. It's a very fortunate situation IU found itself in. Um, honestly, it'd be interesting to see if IU would have made this move if they did not have someone like Carrie in the building with that level of experience. Uh, I don't know that they would have made this move during the season, at least. This was obviously something that was going to happen if his contract was expiring in June I would venture to say he was not going to get a contract extension anyway uh but I with someone like this in the building it might have made it might have made the decision a little bit easier Kerry spoke as well uh he's an IU alum we did not mention that or, or only mentioned it maybe in passing it on Monday but he's an IU alum uh quote when you come back to a place where it started it means something. This is a special place. They do things a little different around here, and that's all right. Different ain't bad. Difference just different. Uh, that's a, a <laughs> sounds exactly like a, a coach, an old school coach. Different ain't bad. Difference just different. Just that phrase right there. Um, he was very honest, and it's something we said on Monday. This isn't going to be just a sudden snap of the finger. Everything's changed. Everything's better now. Uh, this is going to be a process still. And that's what he said, quote, we're in the middle of a season. I'm certainly not. I certainly am not a miracle worker as far as trying to get production out. There isn't time. We've got to play Maryland in five days, but I know this I'm going to try because coach Allen asked me to try. If you want to read between the lines there, I'm not a miracle worker is pretty damning as to the state of the offensive line. Um, where it was the, the, talent they have or I guess don't have I'm not a miracle worker is a, a hell of a phrase to use when talking about trying to get the best out of this offensive line so I think that gives you maybe unintentionally a, a little bit of insight into just how the staff is looking at this offensive line right now um, obviously firing Hiller sent the message loud and clear but I I, w I did a double take. I was a little taken aback when I saw that quote come across my timeline on Twitter on Monday. I'm certainly not a miracle worker. I think that says a lot about where the offensive line is right now. 
but again, he was honest. Quote, some of the execution hasn't been at the highest level that we wanted at, but that's part of teaching. How do you teach execution? That's repetition. That's where it crosses over into coaching. So there might be some changes in general, but you can't like fix everything in the middle of the season. This is a process. Um, not saying that there won't be positive changes. There could be simply not having to play Michigan in their defense next week is probably going to make things look better, but uh, it, it's not, it's not something you can flip a switch. It's not something maybe like with an offensive coordinator, or a defensive coordinator where you start calling some different plays and uh, playing a different style. And maybe that changes things up. That's not how that works with the offensive line. So I would just warn everyone not to expect there to be a drastic difference uh, through the rest of the season, to be honest, let alone next week. This is going to be a process. Um, but Allen had to make the change. You had to try something. As I'd said before, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. And that's how I used treated the offensive line for a year and a half now. And so you have to do something. This is in the process now starts in the middle of October versus in the off season. So maybe they get a head start on that process and things turn around quicker. But again, frustrating. Uh, it, it's not in a good place right now. The IU offense and offensive line. Now, interestingly, this comes at a time when IU made a pretty notable change with its offense in the off season with Donovan McCauley moving to wide receiver. I want to talk about whether that's a move that, the part either party should be regretting at this point in the season. We'll talk about that here in a moment. First, so let's talk about upside from cringing at the pump to getting an eye popping check at your favorite restaurant. Inflation is hitting us all where it hurts and it really hurts. That's why I started using upside upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas groceries or dines out with every purchase. I'm running cash back. Thanks to upside. It's simple. There's a gas station right down the road. I drive there, uh, pull out the Upside app, claim the offer, pay as normal. About 24 hours later, I have money in my wallet on Upside. So to get started, download the free Upside app. Use my promo code LOCKED and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of at least $10. Uh, as I said, you go in, you claim the offer, uh, you check in at the business as usual, uh, or pay as usual with your credit card and get paid. Uh, in comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. So download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using that promo code LOCKED. So back in the offseason, one of the most notable changes IU experienced on the gridiron was Donovan McCauley moving from quarterback to wide receiver. We talked about it in a number of different episodes uh, throughout the offseason into the fall camp kind of preseason. We haven't talked about his name a lot since the season started. Um, there's always going to be a transition process. And as we've come to find out, there's a lot of talent in that wide receiver room. And so 
it, he it's not necessarily he's gotten lost in the shuffle. He's made some plays, but there's it, like I said, it's a transition process. I don't know that I, he's probably honestly played a little bit more than I expected him to play this season. That might not be the case for him, and that's probably why he made that change. But I I didn't expect huge things uh, necessarily from him this season, and as a result, he's kind of. Again, not lost in the shuffle. He's just been one of the guys in the receiving crew. Cam Camper stuck out. DJ Matthews is stuck out. And then it's kind of a everybody else is just kind of grouped together. Emory Simmons had a good game. Uh, he's looked better and better. Anderson Kobe's had some moments. Donovan McCauley's had some moments. Um, so, but still, he's he's kind of blended in. Might be a better way of saying it, which is both good and bad. It's good that he's adjusted to that level already, but. This is someone that we talked about as the highest rated quarterback recruit to come to Indiana. You don't want him to blend in necessarily with um, any position group. And so this topic is something I thought about. There were, I, I, it's much more muted and I don't want to get into another big discussion about switching quarterback. It's not going to change anything. Uh, I use offense as not simply the quarterback isn't great. There's a lot of things wrong, and when your offensive line can't block, it really doesn't matter who you put back there uh, between Bazelak and Tuttle. They're just going to take a beating. They're going to be running for their lives. Ultimately, Tuttle is a very similar version of quarterback or type of quarterback to Bazelak. Bazelak and Tuttle are very similar. Um, I think Bazelak probably has a better arm, um, just kind of better in most ways. Uh, and so that's why he won out the job and in no way am I saying Bazelak shouldn't be benched, but it would be interesting if Donovan McCauley was still the quarterback, if those cries wouldn't be louder because it's silly to bench one quarterback for a almost identical version of that quarterback. You're going from Bazelak to Tuttle doesn't really solve anything. Like it's just... I don't really know what else you want from Connor Bazelak given the limitations of this offense. He's a pocket passer that is not mobile and struggles to have time to set his feet and throw the ball a lot. With McCauley, he's a very different type of quarterback. And as we saw last season, um, at times it, it works a little bit better when you have someone mobile that can evade tacklers in the backfield and and be an option as a running quarterback so that defensive lines can't just pin their ears back and race to the quarterback if he, if he's a backup quarterback is there i mean he's a, he offers a different uh, dynamic is there greater calls for him to play again he he wouldn't have made as much of an impact in games i don't imagine as he has this season but he hasn't made a huge impact in any game anyway. I think in some ways he's being underutilized. I know a number of people have pointed this out. He is a large athlete. Throw him jump balls on red zone plays. Like they haven't even tried that. It feels like it'd be easy with his size to just throw him jump balls and tell him to high point the ball. That might be a skill he might still be working on. And that could be why they haven't done it. But situations like that, you would think, have him make a play as, as the athlete he is, but 
again, ultimately, it's a, it's really hard to judge this offense when the offensive line is as bad as it is. I don't want to keep beating a dead horse that we've talked about for a year and a half, but as we saw last season going from Penix to Tuttle, it really didn't matter because nobody has time to do anything in the in the backfield. So it really is kind of meaningless to say we need to go from one pocket passer to the other. Uh, it's not going to change anything. Uh, with McCauley, there's – I mean, we've seen with Walt Bell's offense, I think – Ideally, McCauley would be the type of quarterback Walt Bell would want, a more mobile quarterback with some of those run-pass options that could be a running threat. Bazelak hasn't and isn't that, hasn't been that and isn't that. So it's just an interesting dynamic, I would say, Uh, an interesting situation. It's easy to second-guess it right now five what five weeks six weeks into his first season at wide receiver maybe things click and eventually he becomes a a stud wide receiver we're not having this question but right now given the state of everything i think it's a fair question to ask um i don't think there's a there is not a definitive answer i point blank it's not i don't think there is not a definitive answer six weeks uh into the first season he's made this move but it's going to be something that I think IU fans are going to continue to monitor. That's enough football talk. Let's go to basketball. The media released their uh, Big Ten Men's Basketball Awards, uh, their predicted order of finish, preseason player of the year, all that stuff, and some very interesting developments in that one. So we'll talk about all that here in just a minute. This week's thrilling moment in college football is brought to you by Nissan. The thrilling designs behind the new lineup from Nissan are intended to empower drivers and vehicles as capable as the drivers themselves. When I think of unbelievable abilities on the field for this week's thrilling moment, it has to be James Head's field goal block um, against uh, Michigan. Look, there weren't a lot to choose from. I'm not going to lie. Uh, there, Jalen Lucas's big... Run was nice to see as he seemed to get, be a lot more utilized uh, this week than last. But that blocked field goal was really big in the moment. Um, IU uh, had an interception. The one, maybe not the one, the biggest mistake Bazelak made on the day. Michigan takes over the ball at the 34-yard line, gets it down to the, uh, as, to the seven. Uh, IU holds and then blocks the field goal. Huge moment, huge play, uh, really switched the momentum briefly because, of course, uh, IU can't hold any momentum. I tweeted at the time, but I think that those two drives where Michigan gets a field goal block, IU drives down the field, looks like they're about to respond, and then they get a field goal block, that just sums up IU perfectly. Perfect encapsulation. Think of the most inexplicable thing that could happen. And there's a 50-50 shot it's going to happen. Because surely you would think IU just blocked a Michigan field goal. There's no shot they're going to have their own field goal blocked. They go down three and a half minutes later and have a field goal blocked. So, But shout out to James Head Jr. for the most uh, thrilling moment of the week, I think. So the segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier, Armada, or Pathfinder today. Available now at NissanUSA.com. 
let's look at some men's basketball uh, preseason honors. Last week we talked about the coaches' choice. Uh, they don't do a media one through the conference. It's done independently be, uh, between the Athletic and the Columbus Dispatch. They talk to the 14 uh, teams, kind of press cores to get uh, predicted order of finish, preseason player of the year, freshman of the year, transfer of the year, and two preseason all Big Ten teams. Not shockingly, IU was heavily featured. They were predicted to be first uh, in the conference. They had 19 first place votes of a possible uh, 25, 28. So two per school. That's what I thought. Uh, there were two picks per school. Look, I don't, I'm not going to try to find all these. Indiana had 19. Illinois had six. Michigan had one. All those seem fair. Purdue had one. Iowa had one. We'll see. Uh, but Indiana was first. Mi- Illinois was second. Michigan third. Michigan State fourth. Purdue fifth. Ohio State sixth. Iowa seventh with their one first place vote. Uh, kudos to them. I have an idea as to some of these voters because preseason player of the year went to Hunter Dickinson with 14 votes. Trace Jackson Davis was second with 13 votes. Chris Murray received one vote. So I wonder if that might be the same person that picked Iowa to finish first. Uh, <laughs> it's silly, I think, to say the least. Hunter Dickinson, a very worthy candidate. And so uh, I think 14-14 would have made a lot more sense. And I don't know if that a Chris Murray vote would have been a Trace Jackson Davis vote. But both guys are, are honestly very worthy. They're, they both have been all over uh, national all-American teams this preseason and will continue to be. It'll be a fun race. It'll be a fun couple of games against them or between them this season. Preseason freshman of the year was not close. It is Jalen hood Shafino with 16 votes. Uh, Sky Clark had seven. Bryce Sensabaugh had two. Ty Rogers, Jet Howard, and Trey Holloman all had a single vote. Preseason transfer of the year, Terrence Shannon had 16 votes. For Illinois, again, nobody close. Matthew Mayer had four. Jalen Llewellyn had three. Jameer Young had three. Dawson Garcia had two. Your first team, all Big Ten, Hunter Dickinson and Trace Jackson Davis, your only unanimous selections, uh, each had 56 points. Zach Eady was nearly unanimous. Chris Murray had 49. And Clifford... uh, going to butcher that name. Amorui had 30 for Rutgers. That is a center in Dickinson, a forward slash center in Trace, a center in Zach Eady, a forward in Murray, and a center in uh, Amorui for Rutgers. So this is a big man's league this year. Your second team, Terrence Shannon had 29 votes. Jamison Battle had 24 Xavier Johnson had 20. He makes second team all Big Ten. Very much worthy of that honor. Chucky Hepburn had 15. Tyler Wall had 14. Tyler Wall of Wisconsin narrowly edges out Malik Hall, uh, who had 13 votes. So, again, uh, I think this is a lot more representative. I, I had my rant last week about Xavier Johnson making the or not making the coaches team 
over Chucky Hepburn. I don't know. Chucky Hepburn probably does deserve a spot, but Xavier Johnson, Xavier Johnson absolutely deserves a spot. So third most votes on the second team. That feels about right. That's a lot closer to where I would rank him. Um, if you want to read over at Indy star, Zach Osterman also released his, um, his ballot. Basically he had Illinois actually finishing first over Indiana because of IU schedule more or less. Uh, he also picked Hunter Dickinson player of the year. Um, but he did have trace as first team, uh, did not have Xavier as second or he had Xavier as first team as well. Excuse me. Did not have Xavier on the second team. He had Xavier on the first team. So, um, shout out to him. I love it. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how accurate these are uh, when we fast forward to March, April, um, hopefully May. I was still playing at the very beginning of May. So it's going to be fascinating to watch, but more anticipation for this season. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back with you tomorrow to go back into some player previews with the men's basketball team. Uh, Know what your team is up against across the Big Ten with Locked On Big Ten. Every day, host Nate Dickinson and the local experts of Locked On take you across the Big Ten in 30 minutes. Make Locked On Big Ten your second listen, Locked On Big Ten. Follow us on Twitter if you have not already. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a quick rating and review. Head on over to YouTube. Subscribe. We are this close to hitting 500 subscribers Uh, I wanted to do it before the season started. We're going to hit that knock on wood, I think. Uh, but let's finish it off in style and get that done. Most importantly though, guys, everybody have a great Tuesday and Elio.